What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Today, we're going to dive back all the way over a decade ago to 2009, 2010 offseason. The decision. LeBron James deciding to take his talents from Cleveland, Ohio, all the way to Miami, South Beach, Florida. We love to see it. We love to see things like that happen in the NBA. I don't care what anybody says. Super teams are what make the NBA fun nowadays. You know what I mean? And, and, and it's just the fact that it's happening so regularly, regularly, I should say, um, that it's not really a bother anymore. It's, it's, it's more of a competition of who can stack the best team. But back in this time, it was something special when LeBron James, Chris Bosh took their talents all the way to Miami to team up with Dwayne Wade. It was something special. Ray Allen got in the mix. Um, this was right after the championship with Dwayne Wade and Shaquille O'Neal, where Dwayne took them all the way, not by himself, but I mean, let's be honest, Dwayne really did carry that team. Um, Shaq was older, he was still dominant, but he was still, it, was, it, was, it wasn't the same, you know, Kobe-Shaq duo that we once knew and loved, but it was just something special, and it was not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven. LeBron and Wade were promising championships. South Beach was insane. The, LeBron changed to number six. Um, you know, it, it was the hype was just so real. And I believe it was Chris Bosh coming out of Toronto, if I'm not mistaken. I'll have to double check that. But um, you know, it it was just the fact that all three of these guys are number one options on a championship team, and they all came together. Chris Bosh is a little bit debatable. Um, but I think if you put the right pieces around him in his prime time, um, I, I definitely think he is the number one option on a championship team, without a doubt. But um, with that being said, yes, he did in 2009 play for, from 2003 to 2009, he played for the Toronto Raptors, where he averaged at his best um, 24 points per game in 2009. So that was, if, you were, if you're averaging 24 points per game in 2009, you're a number one option. Nowadays, it's a little bit different. You need to be around the 30s to be considered a number one option. That's just how it is. Um, you got guys like James Harden, Steph Curry, LeBron James. The list goes on and on. Now, what is the point of this video? You know, why are we talking about something that's over a decade ago? Why are we talking about something that doesn't even matter and has no impact today? Well, I saw something that I re- it really just boggled my mind and made me think, wow, like what would have happened if Dwayne Wade and, and LeBron James decided to take their talents to Chicago and team up with Derrick Rose, the one and only Windy City assassin, Pooh, we all know and love him, D. Rose, what would have happened? The youngest MVP um, ever to win the award, you know, one of the greatest point guards of the early 2010s, I would say, um, it, it, it was one of those things where if Derek never got injured and tore his ACL, nobody really knows what would have happened. Now here, I'll go as far as to say this. I saw an interesting post the other day on the internet. Um, it was that if Derek Rose never got injured, he would have been better career-wise in his prime than Steph Curry and Russell Westbrook. And whereas I don't believe that he would have been better all time um, in his prime than Steph Curry was in his prime because he's arguably the greatest shooter of all time, you know, three-time champion, you know, 73 and what? 73 and nine, I think it was, um, record. I mean, it's just one of those things where you, you just can't debate it. You know what I mean? It's, it's very hard to be able to say that. The handles, um, being undersized and still doing what he's doing. Now, Derrick Rose definitely had the athleticism on him. Um, he's a, he was an amazing dunker. 
um, an amazing floor facilitator. There's no doubt about that. But as for Steph Curry, I don't think that's correct. Now, as for Russell Westbrook, I think he would completely dominate and overlap Russell Westbrook, prime-wise and career-wise. I don't care about the king of triple-doubles. I don't care about any of that shit. Overall, Derrick Rose, you would want him on your team more than Russell Westbrook. More explosive, more athletic. There's no doubt about it. That's why I love John Morant. John Morant, <laughs> to, to not to hype him up too much and put too much weight on his shoulders, is a literate clone of what Derrick Rose could have been and what Russell Westbrook was. You know what I mean? Um, and, and by that, I mean, you know, maybe the triple doubles aren't there. Maybe the assists aren't always going to be there. But the pure athleticism, the pure explosiveness that comes from John Morant, that's what we're talking about. Now, like I said, we're back into this video. We're going to be talking about this and we're going to be having this conversation. What would have happened if instead of Miami, Dwayne Wade decides to leave, he decides to go to Chicago with LeBron James you know, there were talks possibly Carmelo Anthony coming to Chicago. There were talks possibly Chris Bosh coming to Chicago. You know, LeBron and Wade still go to Miami. Bosh comes to Chicago with Noah, Luol Deng, um, Kirk Heinrich, all these other guys. You know what I mean? Um, but with that being said, what happens? What, what happens with that? How does it work out? Um, and, and, and how many championships could they truly have won? Mind you, this is a big offense. We're talking about, you know, Chris Bosh going into 2009. Like I said, we're talking about 24 points per game on 48% shooting. Um, sorry, in 2009, he had 51.8% shooting, rounded up to 52. Um, basically 11 rebounds per game, 10.8, and then 2.4 assists per game. Does not need the ball, obviously, to be handle, to be a ball handler. Does not need the assist. Does not care for it. Um, LeBron James. We're going to be talking about LeBron James in 2009. Teaming up with them, mind you. Um, you know, this is one of those things where after being in Cleveland for so long and taking horrible Cleveland Cavalier teams to the finals and losing, it's one of those things where I just know this man, if he had a point guard like D. Rose, would have exploded. He would have absolutely exploded. In 2009, we're talking 29.7 points per game on 50% shooting, 7.3 rebounds per game, and 8.6 assists. This is when he was at the forward position, if I'm not mistaken. Um, not like in LA now. It's a little bit different. But we're talking about Dwayne Wade now. Um... I don't even know why I brought up Chris Bosh's stats, but I just thought it was something, you know, we're, we're talking about the big three that was, um, you know, that's Dwayne Wade. Obviously, we're going to be talking about right now. We're going back all the way to 2009 before the decision, mind you, um, Dwayne Wade, 26.6 points per game, 47% shooting, 4.8 rebounds, 6.5 assists. That's not bad. That's an he's an MVP talent those entire years he, he that he's been in Miami. Um, but now we're going to be talking about Derrick Rose. This is Derrick Rose in 2009. This is right before the MVP season starts forming. This is right when everything starts clicking for him, and he's just going to be that great player that we all know and love. Now, mind you, he's drafted in 2008, so 2010 with LeBron and Wade would have been the year. Um, the year three, and it, and it would have been something huge because, mind you, you know, Joakim Noah, love him to death, uh, Carlos Boozer, Luol Dang, the list goes on and on, you know, amazing players, Jimmy Butler later on, amazing, amazing players, even Kyle Korver, um, but it, it's just, he. this would have been the best cast, surrounding cast that he ever played with, and it actually is funny because um, before we get into his stats, they all did play together, and people forget that all the time. The Cleveland Cavaliers, what was it? Um, was it 2017? 
I believe it was 2017 or 2018, right before LeBron left Cleveland. It was definitely, it was after Kyrie left. Um, so I think it was the 2018 season when Dwayne Wade goes to the Cavaliers with LeBron. Then Derrick Rose goes there. Isaiah Thomas leaves Boston, goes there. Um, you know, the, the, the team was just stacked. I mean, they were, it was just a huge team. Um, I mean, it was full of previous stars and obviously it didn't pan out. Obviously it didn't work. They traded them all at the deadline. Um, leading to Derrick Rose with Tibbs going to um, Minnesota. Um, I believe he got traded to Utah. They waived him, and then he went to Minnesota after Tibbs gave him a shot. But, um, I for- yeah, I think that's exactly how it went. But anyways, um, th- I mean, everyone forgets they played together. And if it would have just been, what, eight years earlier or something like that, even if it was something smaller and it was like five years earlier, I do think that this team could have been something super special. Um, but mind you, we're going back to it. In 2009, Derrick Rose, 20.8 points per game, uh, 49% shooting pretty much, 48.9, 3.8 rebounds and six assists. That next year in 2010, Derrick Rose goes off for that MVP type season, um, 25 points per game, 44.5% shooting, 4.1 rebounds and 7.7 assists. Mind you, this is the MVP type Derrick Rose. Um, we, I mean, it's, it's just the fact of the matter is that Derrick Rose was ready for this. You know, Derrick Rose's best form, his quote-unquote prime, because Derrick Rose never truly got a prime. And I hate saying that because you could say, oh, well, a prime is the when they were at their best. Derrick Rose never got the opportunity to be at his best simply because he was always injured. I truly do believe um, he would have been so much better. Um, Obviously, it's an obvious statement if he had never gotten injured. Um, But the main thing for me and the main thing for a lot of people that we forget is how good he truly was. So put that team together. You have Joakim Noah, obviously, um, as your center. LeBron James as your forward. Dwayne Wade. Um, as your shooting guard and Derrick Rose as your point guard. Doesn't matter who the fuck else you got on the team. You got Tom Thibodeau as your head coach. You have the Chicago Bulls um, fan base, that Michael Jordan feeling that you get when you go inside the United Center. It would have been something crazy, something immaculate. Now, how do I think this would change the NBA? Number one, Carmelo Anthony, Chris Bosh probably team up. Excuse me. Um, not sure exactly where they would have teamed up. But someone would have had to do something somewhere because this, mind you, this is after Kobe's, you know, Kobe's final runs. Um, this is later on. We really don't know exactly um, what's going to happen with Shaquille O'Neal. You really don't know what's going to happen with anybody because everybody was kind of comfortable where they were. You had the big three, if I'm not mistaken, still forming an OKC, uh, Russell Westbrook, James Harden and Kevin Durant. Um, but they weren't what we thought they were, if that makes sense. I mean, they just never got a chance to fully develop and fully be the one of the greatest big threes of all time. And that's very unfortunate. Um, James Harden just took a little bit longer to get um, progressive. You know, he obviously was in um, OKC until 2012 and then got shipped off. But, you know, let's let's talk about his stats. You know, and it doesn't matter. Um, but it's just for the sake of the video. 9.9 points per game in 2009, 12.2 points per game in 2010, 16.8 in 2011, 13.5 in 2012. Then he gets traded to Houston halfway through 2012 and has 25.9 points per game. They just didn't use this man correctly. That's just the fact of the matter. Um, 
for me, one of the biggest things that I think, you know, and, and it may be, you know, a, a what if type scenario is if that team never got separated, what would James Harden have been? Would he have ever fully developed into the man he is today in Houston? Because some guys, I truly do feel like, and if you're a baseball fan and you're obviously you're a Chicago fan, you know, Kyle Schwarber, you know, I feel like needed that push or just needed that go. You know what I mean? To understand that you can lose your job or to understand that, you know, maybe a change of scenery is good for you. Whether, whether, whether it have been one of those things, sorry about that, um, whether it have been, you know, losing his job and having to sign with the Washington Nationals after thinking, you know, there's no way they get rid of me a year early or whether it be just needing a change of scenery. That man went on a tear and had like 17, 18 home runs in like 19 days. I mean, it was just fucking insane. And sometimes guys just need that. You know what I mean? Derrick Rose leaves Chicago, leaves New York, leaves all these places and it's not working for him. And now he's one of the best six men in the league right now. After having a 50 point game on Halloween night in 2018, completely shutting out the haters. And he never looked back. Um, knock on wood that he stays healthy for the rest of his remaining career. Um, I would pray that he ends up back in Chicago, but it, it's just to not to get off topic, but it's just one of those things where guys just need that change of scenery. And I feel like if this big three were to stay, OKC is not a threat. OKC would not be a threat to this team. Boston, obviously, you know, their days were numbered after the 2010 season were not a threat. Rondo, all of them, it was just it just wasn't it wasn't what it once was um in the days against the Lakers. You know, the Lakers not as much of a threat anymore. Kobe's getting older, yada yada yada. Uh people left, it just wasn't the same. Um guys just weren't as big. Carmelo Anthony not getting any help whatsoever. Chris Bosch staying in Toronto presumably. Um not a problem. It really didn't matter. It really didn't matter. And I don't, I don't see anybody beating this LeBron, D. Rose, and Dwayne Wade team. And Joakim Noah, obviously. Joakim Noah finished, what, fourth in the MVP race the one year with the Bulls in the early 2010s? I mean, that's, it's fucking insane. We're going to talk about Joakim numbers as well. Um, a defensive player of the year. Let's, let's talk about that. Um, defensive player of the year. So you have your defense right there. 2009, 2010, about 10 each, each year, 10 to 11 points per game, over 50% field goal shooting, um, percentage wise, 11 and 10 rebounds a game and two assists each year. That's fucking, that's team ball. That's team ball right there. He does not care about points per game. He does not care about his shooting. He just plays his game. Not that his shooting was poor, just the fact that you know what I mean? Uh, and the number of shots that he's getting, he's making them. You know what I mean? He, that's all he cares about is when given the opportunity, he does his thing. You know, Taj Gibson, um, Luau Dang, all these guys. Obviously, you'd have to move pieces around to get weighed and figure all that stuff out. Um, but man, I mean, it, it would have been fucking insane. It would have been crazy. It would have been so dope. Um, no doubt about that. But, you know, it is what it is. And, and I wish... You know, a lot of people say that LeBron and Wade actually did debate it, that they wanted to come to Chicago, and they, and they talked about it. Um, obviously, a big key factor, a part of that is Chicago's cold. Chicago's cold as fuck. Being from here, born and raised on the northwest side, you know, it's freezing in the winter. Like, you will get below zero temperature on a regular basis from the months of December 
potentially nowadays all the way to early April, late March. Like that's just how it is. When I was working at Wrigley in the first uh, couple months at Mar- in March, it was freezing at 4 a.m. I was wearing three pairs of pants, three pairs of socks to work every day. Um, that was just my choice. I don't know if everybody else did, but my point of it is it, it's cold, man. And, there, and it, and it limits what you can do because in Miami, you get the beach, you got all this, you get the ocean, you got beautiful Disney world. Or, yeah. Disney world. Uh, I was going to say land. You got universal studios. You got, um, the, the, the women, the clubs, the, everything, the warm weather year round. You got all of it. And the palm of your hand. And in Chicago, in the summer, summertime shy, baby, it's just different. It's fun. It's lively. But it's dangerous. You have to be careful where you're at. Um, and mind you, when you're a superstar, you'll obviously have you know security and all that. But it's still not the safest of places. You know what I mean? Um, in the winter. And winter comes fast, man. Winter comes fast. It starts getting cold in late August, early September. It starts rolling around. It starts rolling in. The second their season starts, bam, it's freezing. Um, but with that being said, you know, and a big part of it is from what I've heard, the Bulls ownership, Jerry Reinsdorf, um, I believe his son Michael's in charge of the Bulls now. Um, but I believe back in the day it was still Jerry. But don't quote me on that. But um, you know, with Gar Pax being in charge, they just Gar Foreman and 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 John Pax and. They just did not do a great job recruiting. And that's just the real talk of the thing. A real talk of the matter, not of the thing. But, um, you know, with even with Derrick Rose, I believe they had like a one point something percent chance at getting the number one overall pick. And they ended up getting Derrick Rose. And they actually debated not drafting Derrick Rose just because of something his cousin did. It was, it, our front office was just so incompetent that I don't think this deal gets done even if with the rumors and that I've been leading up to is that Derrick Rose just didn't recruit them. Derrick Rose didn't care to recruit them. It's not that he didn't want to play with them. It was just that he felt that he didn't have to recruit anybody because he was good enough. And that's the facts. Like, why not me when he said that? Why can't I be the MVP of the league? And he's right. He, later on, he does it. 2010, 2011 season. It doesn't matter if there's a big three. He takes that, cha- he takes that MVP award. He might not have taken the championship, but he got the youngest MVP of all time. And I believe it was age like, what, 22? Um, I forget exactly what age it was. But um, I believe it was 22. Excuse me. Um, the, yeah, I mean, if say all that pans out. Say we get Derrick Rose to recruit LeBron and D-Wade. A front office is competent. Um, you know what I mean? Like, let's say Wade and LeBron don't care about, you know, the weather or the clubs or anything like that, which, at, honestly, I'm sure they would just cared about winning. But I feel like a part of that was, okay, well, if we can get Bosh, get Ray Allen, get all these guys, it doesn't fucking matter where we play. Like, or, like we'll be straight. So... The fact of the matter is that I just think if they were to come here and all the pieces get put together, yada, 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 you know, um, cap, salary cap, all that stuff gets figured out. I don't see this team losing. I see it being another Jordan era. I really do. I I don't think anybody stops us. And I know that's easy to say, well, you don't know what would have happened to Derrick Rose. Maybe he would have got injured anyways. I don't think he would have. Because I think we would have been blowing out the 76ers so bad back then in 2012 that it wouldn't have even mattered. And we would have already had two championships under our belt. Um, and, and frankly, 
I think we would have three-peated. At, at minimum. At minimum, I think we would have three-peated. And that's, and that's not me being cocky. That's me saying we have a defensive player in the year and one of the big, bigger centers in the league in Joakim Noah. One of the, the heart and soul of that team was Derrick Rose and Joakim Noah. Derrick Rose was the heart and Joakim Noah was the soul. Joakim Noah brought that team together. You know, him and LeBron went at it for years. What's so good about Cleveland? You know what I mean? He ain't lying. But um, it, it, everybody that went to Cleveland left. D-Wade left. LeBron left twice. Derrick Rose left. Everybody leaves. Um, it's, it's just the facts. Kyrie, Kevin Love is, I mean, I don't know what the fuck's going on with Kevin Love. But um, different story. For me, who stops them? The Spurs don't stop them with Pop and Kawhi. Tim Duncan doesn't matter. Kobe isn't stopping them in the later years of his career. You know what I mean? Shaq is on his way out the door. Um, you know, OKC, it, really, it just doesn't matter to me. I, I grade in 2K, don't get me wrong, but that big three wasn't a real big three. It's just the facts. The Boston Celtics weren't as dominant as they once were. Um, you know, later on, you know, they figure it out with Rondo, uh, Kevin Garnett, Kendrick Perkins, yada, yada, yada. Um, that big three was scary, but it's later on, and, and we really don't have the time to talk about that, but um, I just I don't see them as a threat either. It's, it's just one of those things where, you know, their last championship was what? Um, let's, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. We can find it. 2008. 2008 was the big three with them. Um, we really don't know. We really don't know what would have happened, how it would have went down, but my big thing is would it have panned out? And, and, it, and it's just the perfect timeline. It would have been the perfect timeline. And don't get me wrong. In Miami, they went to, what, four finals. They won two. That's great. I believe they went back-to-back, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, I mean, I just see so much more potential. Jordan, Pippen, Rodman. You know what I mean? And, and then the rest, it was Kerr, um, Kukoc, all of them. You know what I mean? Now you get these guys together. Derrick Rose from Chicago, Dwayne Wade from Chicago, LeBron James from Akron, Ohio. These boys know what it's like to grow up hustling and struggling and in all the worst things they could have seen in this world, they saw and they knew what it was. They knew what it took to win and they knew what it meant to be who they used to be and who they are now. And they would have taken advantage of this to to get that chip. And I'm not trying to preach. I know I'm sounding like I'm making a big old spiel and a big old speech. But I just, I fully believe in that. And I just feel like, you know, a lot of it comes down to your bench. But with Tom Thibodeau being as good of a coach as he was, you know, um, Jimmy Butler getting drafted so late in that NBA draft that I honestly think even, let's say, let's say the Bulls have the 30th pick in the first round, easily still could have picked up Jimmy Butler. When was Jimmy Butler drafted? I believe it was like 20 something, 20, let's see, um, Jimmy Butler was pick number 30 in the first round. That's my point, bro. We still could have gotten Jimmy Butler. So later on into the, into the you know timeline, whatever it may be, um, you got guys. You got Derrick Rose at your point. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> we got Dwayne Wade as your shooting guard. We got um, Jimmy Butler as your, let's put him at the small forward. We got LeBron James as your, as your power forward. And then you have Joakim Noah as your center. 
Oh my God. Now, mind you, Jimmy Butler's development would have been a lot different. It wouldn't have been the man he probably was today because of not getting enough shots, not getting enough looks. Tibbs wasn't even really that big on him in his rookie year anyways um, because he believed that rookies needed time to develop, at least guys like that, you know, later rounds. Taj Gibson, you know what I mean? Um, Kyle Korver, so many others that were on this Bulls team. It's, It's fucking insane. It's insane to me to think that this was a potential team super team a dynasty um i i don't see them losing in the first four years of them being together if derrick rose remains healthy if derrick rose remains healthy um and like i said i don't see him getting injured in that game anyways simply based off the fact that um they would have been blowing out that 76ers team by half and they probably would have rested him the rest of the game I, I truly do believe that. I You know, you could say whatever you want to say that may, well, you don't know. The future is what it is. Um, but it, it would have been a really, really, really special team. And that Bulls team from the 90s, you know, they slumped. The second they all separated in 1999, wasn't it? Um, you know, Jordan goes to the Wizards. I forget where, uh, I think Scotty goes to the Trailblazers. And then uh, Dennis Rodman, I believe, I forget where Dennis Rodman went after that, but um, it was like the Spurs or the Mavericks or something. Maybe it was even the Lakers. I don't even remember. Um, no, it wasn't. The Lakers were another time. But um, it, it, right after that team departed, the Bulls just took a huge step back all the way until Derrick Rose came back. Let's just be real. Until Derrick Rose came back, the Whitney City Assassin um, nobody gave a fuck about Bulls basketball. You know, we all talked about Michael. We all talked about the years that growing up with them. But the Bulls and the Blackhawks in the early 2000s were irrelevant. That's just the fact of the matter. It was the Chicago Bears, um, the Chicago White Sox, and literally, literally only 2005, and the Chicago Cubs in the very early 2000s, like Sammy Sosa, Kerry Wood type time. Um, after that, they were irrelevant again and all the way up until 2015, 2014. Um, you know, acquiring Chris Bryant, acquiring Anthony Rizzo, stuff like that. But you know what I mean? It was just so much fun. So much fun. And when Derrick Rose came in, it was around the same time the Blackhawks became relevant again, around 2009, 2008. You know, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze, Derrick Rose, Devin Hester still around. Um, the Bulls are coming, or the Cubs are coming up slowly. They're tearing everything down, promising big things. Um, the White Sox, they were still in this, like, weird, f- independent, but, like, dependent on needing, you know, a better front office. It was a weird time, but it was good sports. Sports were fun. Jay Cutler, Brandon Marshall later on. Um, I know I'm just I'm just going and on and I'm rambling now, but just think about it. If it was LeBron, Wade, and, and T. Rose, and Noah, and Tibbs, and Butler... Oh my God, I'm just, I'm just, um, I'm going crazy even fucking thinking about it. I mean, it would have been something so fucking special for me. It, I honestly, in, in my honest opinion, it probably would have been what the 90s Bulls felt like. Don't get me wrong. Like I always say, I have watched all of the film. I have watched The Last Dance. I don't even know how many times I have heard the stories of, I was born in 2000, if you didn't know, my first NBA championship um, of me breathing on this earth physically was um Kobe Bryant and the Los Angeles Lakers in his first ever championship which was great and that's why you know I'm born on the 24th of May so it's awesome it's great it's cool I the number 24 means a lot um it's dope but especially nowadays with Kobe being gone rest in peace but 
you know, that that's something special for me because my first dynasty was that Lakers dynasty. Um, and I had just missed the Bulls. But this would have felt exactly what that probably felt like times 10. Because who knows how good they would have been. LeBron James, we arguably would have had the two greatest players of all time in Michael Jordan and LeBron James in a span of 30 years. You know what I mean? And we would have both for about 10. I don't see why LeBron would leave Chicago after being the mecca of Chicago for so long, um, after winning however many championships. D. Wade, Derrick Rose, I don't see Derrick Rose ever wanting to leave. Um, He was distraught, upset, and destroyed when he found out he was traded to the New York Knicks back in 2016, I believe it was. Um, But... It's just one of those things where Dwayne Wade's kind of one of those weird things where I think he still would have ended up going to Miami to retire. Um, he went on that weird splurge where he went to the, he went to the Bulls, then he went to the Cavs, then he went to back to Miami to retire on a farewell tour. It was weird, um, but you know, and and that's my other thing too. If say somehow we still get Jimmy Butler, because it's definitely possible when you have the thirtieth fucking pick. Um, it's literally one of the last picks of the, of the, of the draft of the first round, at least, um, you bring in Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade loved Jimmy Butler. They were like best friends. Like they just clicked. So that's my thing. Oh my God. They love each other. That's another, however many years, you know what I mean? Um, the workload gets less on D Wade. Maybe he's, maybe he lasts longer. Maybe he doesn't retire as early. Maybe we'll see how that pans out. It's all about perspective and it's all about how things change like we talked about earlier with you know James Harden leaving needing to leave Houston in the same year drops 25 plus points because he's not with Kevin Durant anymore he's not with um Russell Westbrook two ball dominant guys he got to do his own thing and flourish and become his own man and and in the same year he fucking figures that out so what would have happened with Jimmy Butler who knows um but I just think this team would have been so fucking stacked, man. So fucking stacked. Doug McDermott got other guys. Maybe they come around. Maybe they don't. Maybe they get better because they're surrounded by better talent, um, by more leader type guys. Um, we'll see, we'd see how that all pans out. But I think the Chicago Bulls would have been an amazing team and something so special for so long. Man, I think we'd easily have 10 titles, I think, in, in total, not with them um, in total. So you say, maybe you say you get six from MJ. Um, and, and that Bulls 90s dynasty and with, you know, Phil Jackson and all them. But maybe with Tom Thibodeau, Derrick Rose, LeBron, Wade, all of them, maybe you get maybe four, I think. Guaranteed. Guaranteed two or three. Um, you know, if they can do that with Chris Bosh. If they could win two with Chris Bosh and go to four, they can definitely win at least three with Derrick Rose and go to like five or six. I mean, that's just that's just the real that's just the real me talking. But with that being said, this video was a lot of fun. I love doing videos like this, the what if videos. It would have been something so crazy. And if you guys have any video ideas, just let me know. I'm definitely willing to do them if they catch my eye. Um, even if they don't, I really don't got fucking shit to do. But just let me know. Um, like like I always say, you know, check out previous videos. We just had Brennan Davis on the podcast today talking about the, the All-Star Futures game where he won MVP. Check out that video. It was a little bit shorter. Today was his only day off. Don't want to bother him. Um, you know, let him rest up. He's <laughs> September call-ups are coming fast. We have no idea what's going to ha- going on and happening with the Chicago Cubs right now. Um, Cole Franklin will be on the show tomorrow. Again, another Cubs prospect. Riley Thompson, hopefully next week. 
Um, and we're working out other people to have on the show for you guys as well. With that being said, this is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. Peace out. Have an amazing day. Um, and everybody stay safe. Go Bulls.